Pastor Matt Harmless here, and we are at the final decision-making in our decision-making series with Pastor Paul, and this decision-making number 11, and this we're doing another example. Last week we did, uh, do you quit your job or do you find a new job? What's a, how, how do we work through that decision? This time we're talking about something that is especially important. When do you leave a church? Now, it's not when do you leave the church, it's when do you leave a church. That can happen. And many of you have done that. Many of you have wondered about that. Well, in this uh, decision-making episode, uh, Pastor Paul works through that decision and it gives kind of an overview. He also includes some uh, personal information about times where he's had to leave a church or needed to or felt called to leave a church. So hopefully this is helpful. And uh, if you've ever considered leaving a church, uh, maybe consider listening to this decision-making uh, episode before you do that. And please feel free to reach out if you're struggling with a decision. Uh, Pastor Paul or myself will be more than happy to help you work through that. There we go. It's our process. Was whether to leave a church. Um, before we get into that, I realized some of the complication of trying to do examples like this is that no decisions like clean and simple. For instance, with the job, there's the decision of whether I should leave my job for another. But then there's a separate decision of what to take. And there's probably other decisions involved in that. And so we were trying, for example's sake, to make it nice and clean and simple. Same thing's going to be here, right? Whether to leave a church, when to leave a church, which church to go to, do you see this is going to be, again, difficult. So I'd like us to just focus on thinking about whether I should leave a church, kind of when is it right to leave a church, not when is the time to leave the church, you know, not thinking about those things, but just should I stay or should I go, right? Todd's dancing, right? Should I stay or should I go is the question on the table. Now, I, I put this on here not because of the fact that over the last year we've had multiple people leave. I've been in church ministry either as a deacon or an elder since 1999. So this is my 25th year of doing ministry of sorts. And I left, ooh, I left a church. I even, I have left a church once in my life. I left First Baptist Church here in this town. And I had a good reason for that. Maybe I'll talk about that for a second, and that'll help us launch the discussion. I have another thing we need to talk about, too, to help us. Um, but my point of saying about the 25 years is I have, I've, I've kind of come to different conclusions over my time on whether to leave a church. And... Um, me and leadership, how to handle that. Uh, one, one thing I have found is, frankly, there's not a lot of value in me chasing people down if they're already bent on leaving. Because I have tried to persuade them and it never has succeeded. <laughs> when someone approaches me and says, hey, we're struggling with that, with something then the, it ends up going a different direction. But most of the time when people say, hey, I'm thinking about leaving the church, they've already thought 
they've already made their mind up and where they're going to go. Um, but just to just, just stay focused here, which is struggling, I'm struggling right now to stay focused on this because there's a lot of thoughts I have on this topic. Um, I used to think it's never right ever. The only reason you would leave is if there's false teaching going on. Um, I've come to kind of a different position that I think there's a time and it depends. <laughs> I'm a consultant in my day job and my favorite answer is when they ask a question, I go, it depends. <laughs> because it depends on a lot of different things. So even what we discussed today, there's going to be a lot of, well, it depends on a lot of different things. So it's important to remember that this decision-making process we've laid out, except for the prerequisites and maybe the conclusion step, it's not linear. You could be just, some of these steps are helpful at this point. You don't necessarily use all the steps. The key thing would be to Make sure those prerequisites are in place. What does the Bible say about it? Then make a decision if we really convinced it. But so when we are trying to think through this as an example, it's hard to just walk through it all and think, well, that's not how I make decisions in real life. I get that. Apply the principles in there. Okay. Maybe let me talk about first about why I left First Baptist, because I think it was a good reason. Yes, I love that. I love that, Matt. Matt said, my, my, on the PowerPoint, it says the example we're trying to consider is whether to leave a church. He said, it's very important that we notice the difference between saying whether to leave the church or leave a church. If you are a true Christian, in one sense, you can't leave the church because as soon as you've come to Christ, you are now part of the church, universal. In the creeds, we call it the Catholic church, not like big C, but little C, the church universal. Actually, let's put them out there. Perfect. Thank you. Um, you, you. You are part of the church. The way you would leave the church is by what we, the, the technical term is apostatize, meaning you reject Christ and say, I don't believe in Christianity anymore. That's the only way to leave the church. So, and if you are truly part of the church, if you're truly a Christian, it's actually impossible to do that. But if you've apostatized, as we kind of saw a little bit in 1 John, you really never were part of the church. Good point. Okay, I was a member at First Baptist Church um, from 2018. I grew up there, actually. Lived there until I moved away. And was gone for about 20, 25 years in the Midwest, different places. Came back. Um, to Danville, frankly, for a couple of reasons, it really does boil down to burnout in ministry. Um, I was working full-time for the church, full-time on my regular job, and dealing with a lot of family challenges at the time as well. I was shot. I had no, no desire to be in ministry. So we moved back here, and there were things personally with my mom that I wanted to be closer to her anyway, so it made, that really helped us decide where to go. And because I did not want to be in ministry at the time, I knew that things at First Baptist had changed a lot since I grew up. And uh, from a philosophy standpoint, they had changed in such a way that I felt like I could be there. 
the, the way the pastor preaches was similar to what Matt does and what I do in terms of approach. We go through the book of the Bible. He studies the originals and delivers an expository message. I'm like, I can, I can be there for that. So we went there, and I became actually kind of involved in some things, just simple things that wouldn't burn me up. And then in late, no, over the course of 2020 and, and all the craziness of 2020, there were several churches that were, I think this must have started to happen in 2019 as well. There were churches, small churches in the area as far as, as Rantoul and Fairmount and around the area that had um, older men who would get sick and needed somebody to fill in the pulpit. I started doing that a little bit. And um, then I actually preached several times at Calvary Baptist Church. They were without a pastor. And so already I was kind of stepping back a little bit from First Baptist. I would actually was involved in the music and helping record their services. I was involved in the music there and we would do that. But I then would go preach on Sunday at churches that were still open. And... Um, along the way, uh, Calvary asked me if I would come be their pastor, at least consider it. And I said, well, I'm not looking for a job, but I guess I would sit down and talk with them. And they really wanted me to consider coming there. And I was, there was a lot of differences in their, uh, a lot of things, theologically a little bit and philosophy of doing things. And I really wasn't excited about it, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to call up Matt Harmless, who I hadn't connected with since we moved back, which is interesting in itself. I kind of didn't because I knew he and I agreed on pretty much everything, and I probably could have fit in at Edgewood, but I was afraid of coming to a small church after being in burnout mode (laughs) because I know what happens when you come to a small church. Everybody knows you, and you get involved right away. (laughs) Um, So I called Matt up, and I said, hey, let's... uh, me for breakfast. I want to talk with you about some stuff. And he goes, hey, you know, that's weird timing because I'd love to talk with you too about some stuff. He had no idea what I was going to talk about. I had no idea what he was going to talk about. We went out for breakfast in Covington, and uh, I think you talked first about what you were hoping because it really framed, reframed what I was going to tell, what I was going to tell him about this Calvary decision on the table. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know anything about Calvary or about Calvary or and he didn't know that I didn't know. I don't know about Edgewood. So there was, this was at the time when there was another man here helping him. And things weren't going the way that they hoped they would go. And it was becoming very clear that he was going to have to leave. And Matt, or Matt would have to leave. <laughs> Somebody would have to leave. And they had already kind of made that decision that it was, John and Katie Gibson decided they were going to leave. And so Matt's like, would you consider coming here and helping me? And I was like, wait, wait, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I have another decision about going to a different church on the table. So I talked to him about the Calvary decision, and he obviously was a little biased and helped me see, no, that's not a good fit for you. <laughs> but honestly, he had good reasons. And, and interestingly, that night I called Dan Kitnoya, um, who had then taken the senior pastorate and was the one asking me. I called him and talked to him, and he said, oh, I'm so glad you called because... Frankly, I don't think it was going to work either. <laughs> he was just hesitating telling me. It was his, anyway. Um, that's kind of, you know, how I made the decision. There was talking with multiple pastors in my life, talking with Matt, thinking through scripture. But then I'm a member at First Baptist. 
so then I sat down with Pastor Reber and said, listen, I, I don't want to leave here. I've got some things I'm able to help you with here, but I really feel like I've come to this place where my heart desires again to be in ministry. I want to be a pastor again. Um, not that I didn't, in a sense, stop. I've always I've been ordained since whatever, but um, it was... It was a tough thing because he was then pretty, he was upset too, like, because you're going to, I'm going to lose somebody who wants to serve here. (laughs) But the need was great here. There was a need here. I have some gifts that God has given me, some skills that I've worked on. I saw that I could help and I knew that we would align really, really well. And so Pastor Robert's like, yeah, I think, I think you should. I don't like it, but I think you should. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. So we made the decision, and I asked him to let the church know at First Baptist what I was doing, what I was deciding. And they actually, in a business meeting, said, this is the reason Paul has decided to leave. It's to go minister somewhere else to help serve. And then, you know, the rest is history here. That process involved all those steps that we talk about we've talked about. Now, I didn't have to pull out the papers. <laughs> I didn't have to go and say, okay, what's my method for making decisions? Because if you're not used to making decisions following this, it would be helpful. Like, okay, I need to just really make sure I'm taking care of these different steps. After you've done that many times, it becomes natural for you. And I think probably most of the things we've talked about is natural for most of us in this. But I've taught through it to make sure that we're thinking intentionally about biblical decision-making. The key issue, though, for me in leaving first was that I was a member. I wasn't just an attender. I was a member. And by member, it means a heck of a lot more. Membership, maybe I should put Todd on the spot and say, Todd, what's membership? Because he and I have spent a long time thinking through and studying what church membership is about. It's not simply, well, what's your take on it? You don't have to like remember book by the, by the book what we talked about, but like what's, what's it not? Probably be your easier answer. Yeah, yes, thank you. Take the mic, give it to him. Here you go. It's for the this re- is for the recording. We've discovered so that we've like this mic with the new system, it's intentionally that blocks out everything up here, so we need to have, if you want to ask a question, let's get the mic. We want to hear you talk, I guess. They want to hear me talk. No? Okay. So, membership. Um, what is it not? Like, what did is, you think it was? What I thought it was was um, what society and what the current church model has created it to be, which is a membership club. Yeah. Um, social club. Yeah. Uh, something good to look on your obituary when you die. Um, also a... Yeah, good old boys club, whatever else you, and you can come and you up with. you say that, not just because those are your opinions. That's kind of, you've been in members or involved in different churches in this area over your lifetime. Yes. So you've yeah. seen it. And it, it's also permission to do whatever you want and then not really have any consequences for it. In the sense of, yeah, in the essence of how you serve, um, and how you interact, and uh, it, more of a like a clout, 
and uh, this is this is years and decades of like watching this unfold and that's why when i went to question membership why i was like eh, i don't need that and it's not saying that that's what i saw here yeah it's just what i've experienced in the past and not necessarily all those things at every single place so you know we are people we are human beings and we are prone to screw things up yep so I understand that. I recognize that. But what I don't appreciate and what I didn't like was that the church leadership didn't do anything about it in various places. Yeah. And so those are the things that... So, then, so in, that, in that, membership is your, you are establishing your residency, your right as a Christian, to be a member of God's church. And this congregation, yeah. this church, um, it is not a collective. Yes, when you, when you become a Christian, you are a member of the church. The membership then pulls you into this group where you establish your residency kind of like what we were reading about, like an embassy. We are em ambassadors for Christ, and this is our embassy, so this is our safe place. This is our hub um, where all that transcends from. Yeah. Um, it is not, yeah, uh, so that's, that's what membership is. That's great, exactly. So it's, it's, it's about becoming a family, joining a family, and the whole embassy thing, I think, this little book that he and I walked through, very helpful explanation of an illustration that we'll get into sometime with the embassy and affirming passports, and it's very interesting. But you are joining to say, I'm with you. And the Bible calls us to all these different one another's, and I'm committing with you to do those one another's together, to hold each other accountable, to walk through life together. So, that being said, keep that in your mind. When we think about the decision of whether to leave a church, if you have come and said before the congregation, the pastors and the congregation, I want to be with you. I want to commit and covenant together with you to be a member here. It takes on a little bit of weight, doesn't it? <laughs> when you're considering whether you should leave. Okay, that's all in the background. Um, Let's think about then just, again, this pre, why do the prerequisites matter when you're considering whether to leave a church? This is an open-ended question. When you're ready to answer, Todd's got the microphone right in front of him. There's one on this side. Why do these prerequisites matter when it comes to thinking about, hey, I want to leave the church. I'm upset about something. Or it doesn't have to be an upset about something. In my case, I was wasn't upset about anything. Well, there were actually, I take that back. There were things I disagreed with, still do. But they weren't things that say to me, I need to leave this church because I've just, bleh. right? Think about the prerequisites though, Andrew. I think one of the reasons why they're so important is because you're prone to make decisions or you're prone to want to make decisions when you um, are not in a spiritually stable or correct place. For whatever reason, I feel yes. like there's a pressure to make drastic life moves 
while you i mean think the devil does that on purpose that he constantly pressures you hey now's the time to make this big change in your life yeah now that you're not really under the control of the spirit i love that that's exactly right right like pursuing a life of worshiping god is not in the moment and then you're gonna make rash decisions anyway at that point it's good any other thoughts on why the prerequisites matter when thinking about before even considering the decision Audrey, <laughs> Andrew's going to beat you. How about now? Okay. When I look at those, I can think of real faces. And that's, that's the hard part about this, because I can think of, number one, people who were living double lives, you know, some kind of secret sin, secret something on the side um, that, you know, culminated with a, I'm just not happy here. You know, same thing with number two, number three, all of those kinds of things. I know someone who, number four, um, God's just telling me that it's time for me to go. And um, who, are, who are you to argue with God? You know, which again is the truth source in God's in God alone, I mean, yes, that's a theological difference, but it's the, the argument comes from Scripture and whether or not, okay, let's open the Scripture and let's talk about it. No, we're not going to talk about it because God already told me. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, at the same time, recognizing God's sovereignty overall, if you're being moved for a job or, you know, family situation, or being called to missions, or something like that, there's a greater discussion about it, but usually, these things kind of start with, you know, I'm never here anyway, I, I'm a hard, you know, I hardly ever attend, and yet, at the same time, you guys aren't meeting my needs, or, or a refusal to, to even ask, what can we do to help meet your family's needs, no, I've already made up my mind, you know, you see what I'm saying, it's yeah. not like it's, yeah. It's starting with a, a hands-open humility that says, I love you. You are my family. Let's talk. Yeah. I, two things on that. The first thing is the faces. It's almost like if I sit and think about it for just a few minutes, over 25 years, tons of faces start to come by. And this takes on a real personal thing for me. The second thing is, is I don't want to put anybody on the spot, and I'm not going to, but somebody approached me recently and had the, the latter part of what she said, At open hands, here's what we're struggling with. Help us understand. And, and that's a whole different tone than the others who say, I don't, you know, all the other excuses. And that discussion ended up going great. Um, anyway, Matt. Um, since I have the mic, <laughs> it's going to be, I'm going to try it because I want you to get to the the decision-making process, yeah. but I think one thing, I'm trying to think of when's the best time to, to say it. I think right now is probably the best time. I think that one of the things that's affected this decision with a lot of people and how they make this decision is that they've missed a key part that there's the grand picture of the church, but when you read the scriptures, when it talks about how you relate to people in church, they're talking about a church and in fact if you read like first john for example there's a real strong connection between your relate talking about related to christ how you're related to christ is demonstrated by how you relate to your 
brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. And so the, you can't disconnect how you're related to Christ with when you start thinking about leaving a church, you got to think about actual brothers and sisters. What am I doing here? And yeah. I think I think that's the thing that's plagued people is yeah. that they, they're thinking big picture. Well, I could, you know, church, and it doesn't matter. I think it does matter. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, and I think there is the prerequisites in there, and you are hitting on a couple things in the, the steps that are important to consider. Thane. Audrey, you want to, or Wesley, somebody want to run that over to Thane's coming your way. Um, I don't think it's on. Hit the up switch. Probably just leave them Is on. Is it on? All right. My music teacher says, if you don't like a restaurant, you should have a reason for it. But if you say you don't like something, but you just don't have a reason, why don't you like it? You know, honestly, I, in all the people that have left the church, they always have a reason thing. Whether it's a right reason, a good reason, that's, I mean, you're, you've got a really great point, but they all have a reason. <laughs> Whether it's a good reason or not is the good question. Let's go to the, just thinking about um, the process, right? If you're thinking about leaving the church, absolutely, those first two things should be critical. Don't enter that lightly. Say, God, you know what I'm thinking about is a weighty matter. I have covenanted with a group of people to be a membership there, and I am considering severing those ties for a reason. And that would even be if you, if it's a, a move, right? Like some people I know have decided not to take a job or move somewhere because they wanted to stay part of that family that they were at, you know, um, membered, uh, covenant with. And it's a big deal. So you pray and you say, God, help help us in this. I mean, well, you just said it right there. It's, it's a family that you've joined. Yeah. And I feel like the level of consecration and prayer that you put towards this ought to be the similar amount that you would say, okay, I'm considering cutting off my blood family. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to what end do you give that heavy thought and prayer? Yeah. If you're considering, like, okay, for whatever reason, I've got reasons. If you're going to that level of, I'm, I'm considering cutting them off or cutting them out of my life for whatever reason, yeah. why? You, that's exactly. The, so then the step C there of the information, that's just thinking about what are the facts that we know of that would even be prompting us here to consider this. Um, let's get into this meditation. Think about what does the Bible say? So we don't need to go through all those. You just tell me, what are reasons clearly that the Bible would say, principles or commands that say you should not be a part of that church? False teaching. Now, I think that's really important because I think we know that, but I wanted you to look at Romans chapter 16 and see that... It's not just that we say that. It actually says you should leave. So Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Oh, 16. <laughs> Todd and I are remembering back to uh, our early days with worship. There was a song that we loved. 
Romans 16, 19. Anyway, Romans verse six, uh, chapter 16, verse 17, Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who can cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Look at the next command. Avoid them. Avoid them. That that's a really, you could, I could show you other verses in the New Testament that say you should, you should not be with them, you should leave them. That right there is probably the most biblical reason why you would leave membership. Now, would you, do you think it's good to just leave right away? Well, they're teaching false doctrine. Oh, here's a good, here's a good point. Every Sunday I get up here and try to explain to you what God's word is saying. There's a good chance in all the time I'm preaching, I'm going to do what I call accidental heresy. <laughs> I may say something wrong. Uh, somebody got them. Okay. So sometimes we have people come and visit and maybe they were concerned about hearing some teaching that might have been weird. Matt, encourage them to go back. Talk to the pastor. That's the first thing you should do. We, we are technically a Baptist church in, in our incorporation, how we have set up. Baptist has a history. The English the Baptist that we are theologically comes from the train of English separatists. Um, frankly, a good majority of the people that started this country came over as um, English separatists, a good chunk of them. They were in the Church of England, and the Church of England was allowing certain things that were terrible morally and then also doctrinally. Instead of just leaving they tried to be an influence of change. They went and tried to talk with leaders, talk with bishops, tried to get change to happen. Eventually, they found out they couldn't make that happen after they were burned at the stake sometimes or hung. That's how serious they were about staying, and they stayed till the death. When the death started happening, they said, maybe we should decide to do something different. <laughs> and so you get, um, eventually, the first Baptist, uh, the, the, the first London Confession, which would be of 1680, actually, that's the second. We, uh, if you look at our doctrinal statement, we have on the website links to what's called the 1689 London Confession, which happens to be the second one. But the first one came out of that whole trial. So don't try to just leave because you're hearing false teaching. Um, I, I know Jeff and Kara were at another church in town, and they were concerned about things. And they tried to get a hearing. I don't know if you actually were able to talk to them or not. Was there actual, it, you weren't, wasn't very, they weren't very successful in getting a hearing. Others have tried. In some churches, when I lived in the Minneapolis area, they tried, they would talk with them, and they were shut down. At that point, decide to leave. Okay, let's, let's, let's move on. What other biblical reasons can you think of for leaving a church? Um, <clears throat> the music isn't your style. Uh, can you help me, Matt, with the uh, biblical precedent for that one? 
Hezekiah, the book of Hezekiah doesn't exist, Matt. <laughs> yeah, musical style probably isn't, isn't a in itself. Now, I like the way he put that. You may not like the musical style, but what if they're singing lyrics that are contrary to the doctrines you've been taught? What do you think you ought to do? Throw a fit and leave? No. What should you do? Go talk to people. And I wouldn't say go talk to just your neighbor and the people you hang out with, because what can they do about it? This would be go talk to the people that are in charge of that and say, ask questions first of all, right? Proverbs teaches us you should ask questions because it could be pretty foolish. But just say, I, I'm, I heard this song we sang on Sunday. It said this and this. I'm curious, have you thought about what that's saying? And you may find yourself being helpfully corrected. Like, well, did you notice the next phrase that helped, you know, understand what it's trying to say, or they may say, no, that's not a problem. You should be like, okay, that's a red flag. And, and keep letting the red flags, but keep every time you're concerned, bring those concerns up to leadership, someone who has influence, not necessarily, I wouldn't, in fact, it's probably gossip to then just tear down the church and telling your friends, go to the people that are in charge of that. So there is a reason when music could be a reason to leave. Style, not necessarily. Sam, you got a mic. Andrew's got you. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Um, I do wonder where 1 Corinthians 5 comes into this, if that's another reason to leave. Yes. Because I would imagine it's it's talking about I mean, it would be a situation where you would leave if the church was not expelling such people according to Absolutely. the verses. So 1 Corinthians 5 and 1 Corinthians 7 talk about sin that was happening in the Corinthian church, and they were not dealing with it. If there is open known sin not being dealt with, you should again approach the leadership and say, do you know about this? What are you doing about it? Now, you have to be careful there because what you don't know is what you don't know. And there's sometimes in these kind of situations, the leadership can't necessarily explain all the details to your satisfaction because what you want to see is them affirm, yes, we know, it grieves us. We're working on it with them. I can't tell you any more about it. For the protection of that other person, but if you get excuses, if you get being, if you're blown off, then yeah, exactly, Sam. Churches that are do not care about the purity of doctrine and the purity of the church, run. Like, talk to them if they don't show any interest, and it's gross sin that should not be dealt tolerated. That's the First Corinthians five is gross sin. A man was having uh, there's children present, things that shouldn't be happening amongst his family. Not good. That's a great point, Sam. What other biblical reasons can you think of that you could leave a church for? Matt. Um, 
Oh, she died. I think that uh, your example of what you've done, there was opportunity where opportunity was presented to you you saw a need yeah and through confirmation of others in your life you you said i I believe god is leading me this direction to go this direction i think that sometimes there's opportunities that god may have for you to go absolutely i this may be a reason to but i I think that i appreciate what you've talked about like that's a cautious slow thing it's not a knee-jerk reaction absolutely todd sam he's gonna I think it's easy to look at the big things, like um, all the stuff we're the talking stuff we've about. we've just said, yeah. Just as simple as change. Need to go somewhere else. We were in a situation where we felt very strongly we were, um, I think God put on our hearts very heavily that we needed to be somewhere um, and it wasn't for any negative reasons. There were some things that, yeah, it was like, well, yeah, we could make this a big deal or this thing, but there was very little hesitation to question this is where we needed to be at that time. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a a, a doctrinal thing or something like that. Um, it's just we we were being pulled to this church for this reason and so we did it and we talked to the church leadership about it it wasn't that we just went away um so so i I love that that helps me transition because we only have a few minutes left okay let's say you've ruled out okay there's really no big biblical reasons that i should leave that no concerns but there's other things going on that concern me that i there is this. You should talk to the leadership and say, hey, I feel like there's more opportunity for me over here. Or, um, okay, we were at a church in Louisville, Kentucky that was smaller than Edgewood and had no children, just our children. The only children that would, sh- there were some babies starting to be born, but our kids were in there elementary ages and upper elementary and there were no children on Wednesday nights they had a thing that they brought kids in from the community my kids learned what hickeys were um, and what lice is it didn't seem like you know man I this is tough now we ended up in that decision I worked with the pastor I disagreed with him on his philosophy of ministry about how to do outreach I decided to stay at that time, because I knew I was going to be moving away two years later anyway. We we knew we would graduate from seminary. I thought about, will my choice affect others around me? Number two there. How will this affect others if I leave? We decided to figure out ways that our kids could interact with other Christian families outside of Sunday to keep some good fellowship and encouragement and good kids to play with and stay there because of the detrimental effect it would have, first of all, on the leadership, how discouraging that would be to them, how it would hurt those that we were discipling at the time and confuse them. And we decided to go through a hard season in our life intentionally. We like, we're just going to stay. <laughs> it's 
Sometimes you do that because hard things are worth doing sometimes for the greater good to love others. Now, that doesn't mean for you that you shouldn't. Maybe it could be a something as geographically. You have to travel half an hour. I love the green halls, but they travel 45 minutes. They may, we don't know of one, but maybe Dana starts a church that's biblically solid and it's got the right thing. God may do it. They may like feel this, this, I should, we would like to be a part of that. That would be hard for me, but I would pray through that with them and that might be a good decision for them because it, they drive 45 minutes, <laughs> but it's the closest. You'd search for a lot of churches on the way, didn't you? So they, maybe something eventually closes. That's not an, a wrong thing. The approach I've found, if I think about all the 25 years of people doing this that I've experienced, it's often not the, the issue that bugs me the most. It's how they went about it. If you just talk with me, that helps me understand where you're coming from. And if you, like, I'm not going to argue with most people on this. If someone's in leadership and they want to leave, I'm going to argue with them. I'm going to try to fight and keep them. <laughs> but I, mainly because I love them and I want, I want to work alongside them. But there's, there's, it wouldn't be an unbiblical sin thing. And remember what we said about Romans 14, whatever's not a faith is sin. Romans 14, 23. You get through this decision process. If you, you have looked at the biblical things, you've asked others and you say, are we going to sin if we do this? And it's very clear that they're not. You're not. And you get to the end and you're like, ultimately it feels like it would be wrong for me to do it. That principle in Romans 14, 23 would say, don't do it then. Because you'd be violating your conscience. However, however, if you've gone through all that process and you've tried to work with the leadership and they're not, um, and they're like, okay, we don't like it, but... And you get to the end, and you're like, I think we could do this without it being a sin. Not an arrogance. You've gone through all these other things of talking to people and working through it. Then it's probably not a sin for you. Because we're, we're in a, it's really difficult being in the 21st century compared to literally 2,000 years ago when this was written. They did not have the luxury of picking different churches that were faithful to the Bible. They had the the one that they could get to. So it, it, it's not a simple decision. I am going to leave you with this last one. You may want to just take a picture of this link. There are lots of articles online. If you Google, when should I leave a church, you're going to find lots and lots of articles. I recommend this one. Um, this one is a good article that really talks about the things we've talked about and much more. Um, I'm not going to say I perfectly agree with everything in it. I feel like it was a pretty good covering of everything we talked about and all the things I didn't get a chance to talk about. I already got the look from Gene, but any last comments or questions? Maybe even just decision-making? I hope you found it helpful. To, If there was one thing I want you to take away from it, there was several weeks into it. Todd said something. He's like, I think what you're saying is, is we shouldn't just make decisions rashly. We ought to take a second and think about it. <laughs> Frankly, that's like if there's one thing I want you to take, from away, take away from it is in a decision, take a minute and say, God, what do you think about this from your word? If you've done that and if you've talked with others about that decision, 
I think God would be honored by that, and I'd be happy as your pastor that you've taken that effort. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that you have not left us alone, that you've not saved us on an island, but you've saved us and given us resources. You've given us your word. You've given us men who have faith, been faithful and written many things, that your spirit was in them and wrote, wrote that helped us. You've given us each other, the church that we're a part of, and you've given us the spirit of God to dwell in us. So you don't leave us alone. I pray that you would help all of us, myself, everyone here, everyone that would be listening to these recordings, to take a minute and ask you, according to your word, what would you have me to do? And then take time to ask someone else who's godly as well, what do you think about this decision? God, if, if, if we could do that, I know you would be honored. Help us to be careful, living wisely, considering our steps. In Jesus' name, amen.